This is an NC Baptist resource. For more, visit ncbaptist.org. Welcome to the NC Baptist Podcast, the podcast designed to engage with ministry leaders around topics that will explore approaches and resources to help us be on mission together. It's because of your generosity that this resource is available. Learn more at ncbaptist.org slash give or contact us at communications at ncbaptist.org. Well, we want to welcome everyone to the NC Baptist podcast. My name is Mike Pittman. I'm the Send NC director. And today we're discussing how churches impact lostness through sending. I want to introduce our guests today, uh, Mike McDaniel and Brian Fry from the Send Network are with us here today. Uh, Mike McDaniel is the Send Network Senior Director of Church Multiplication, and Brian Fry is Director of Multiplying Churches in Networks for the Send Network. I want to welcome both of you to the NC Baptist Podcast. That was a mouthful, wasn't it? <laughs> that was. A long title. That was long impressive. Title. I thought we weren't going to get to the end of it. <laughs> Guys, thanks for joining us here. Man, thanks so much for having yeah, us. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about this conversation today. Both of you newly joined uh, in the Send Network new roles with us, and uh, glad to have you. Before we talk about that, you both made some pretty big moves in the last couple of years. Mike, let's start with you. You moved to Denver, right? I did. I did. And there is a Denver, North Carolina, so let's let's specify Denver, Colorado. Yeah, so I uh, have spent a lot of life here in North Carolina. Um, Met my wife here, got married here, had our kids here. We spent uh, about 11 years on staff with the Summit Church in Raleigh-Durham. And about three years ago, uh, which, you know, if you do your math, you're like, yeah, that was, that was middle of COVID. It was, yeah. We made the move out to Denver, Colorado to be a part of a granddaughter church out there. And, man, just just chase after some things in terms of raising up, developing, multiplying leaders. I'm sure we'll talk more about that in a second um, in a more unreached context. And so, man, we were just busy doing that. In uh, July last year, got a call from... Vance and Travis, and uh, heard more about what their future vision is for Sin Network, and man, excited to be a part of that. So that was July, and we saw you in August, so you had just come on. Right? Had just jumped in there. Wow. And Brian, uh, man, newly also. And yeah, man. Man, your life changed. You moved to Washington. We did. Yeah, I had been on the state convention staff in Ohio, and then with NAM as well, serving as National Collegiate Strategist. We had been working on collegiate church planning, started churches on or near college campuses for a while, and uh, just since God leading us out to be part of Resonate out in Pullman, Washington, mm-hmm. just started in the role March 1st, and just am incredibly excited about the vision of what we're working on, and uh, man, just love the fact that everything that we're doing is prayer-focused, it is spirit-led, and amen, is, there's just some great stuff happening yeah. in the Sin Network ecosystem right now. Amen. So you moved to Pullman to be a part of Resonate, yeah. and then uh, you kind of jumped in the marketplace, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. One of the things that you know we're talking about when we work with college students, uh, so much of ministry, what we talk about most is a calling to ministry, being in a vocational ministry role. And the reality is that most people who are followers of Christ will not be in a vocational ministry role. So when you get into the marketplace, how do you live your life 
for the gospel. How do you see people come to know Christ? So that's what we spent the last three and a half years working on. My wife and I both jumped into yeah. a company there and started working and leveraged our lives for the gospel there. So Amen. was not planning on coming back into right. the space, but then when Mike McDaniel calls, you respond. So yeah, well, when the father calls, you respond, but then yes. Mike is the, is the mouthpiece in some somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. The you're in that yeah. space. So you both did respond and you uh, came into the Send Network. Tell me about that. I mean, what was it that, that brought you into Send Network? Yeah, I mean, Brian alluded to it, but there's a um, spirit of just prayer and really, really seeking the Lord for what's next. And as um, Vance Pittman has dreamed about that and others have dreamed around him about that, uh, we feel like what the Lord has led us to is this goal of seeing lostness impacted by 1% in North America through planting more churches. And as you kind of do the math around that, that translates to 22,000 churches that we would want to see planted in the next decade. And we know, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this, but we know the only way that's going to happen is if we can engage more churches in these conversations around what does it mean to be a church that's raising up uh, church planters from within and sending them out and multiplying. Wow. Well, we're recording this just prior to SBC, uh, right around the corner. Yeah. There's some big stuff coming. Big news uh, coming. Yeah, big news coming at SBC. But um, by the time this podcast drops, Vance Pittman will have unveiled some really exciting news that you guys are a big part of. Um, we're talking about the church mobilization pathway. Right. Talk to us about what that is and how it impacts our churches. Yeah, so Vance is going to be casting that vision and talking about, you know, how do we get there? What's it going to look like for us to plant the, the churches that we need to plant to, to reach the lost people? And we think that that means more churches getting involved in church planting in all different kinds of ways. And the church mobilization pathway is a tool for helping churches visualize how they get involved in that and what are the different steps that churches typically take as they engage with church planning. Really simple process, just five steps to it or five stages to it. Uh, but it really is something that any church anywhere can engage in. No matter if they've never planted a church before or they're thinking about it or they planted a couple, there is space for them within the, the paradigm. And there's just simple next steps involved with it as well. So we're super excited about it. And the feedback thus far in the piloting process we've done has been very positive. Can you go into the five steps? Yeah, sure. You know, historically, at least within Sin Network, and I know different language, different tribes, you kind of describe these steps differently, but we find, find them to be true. So historically, the, the crawl, walk, run model of uh, churches engaging with uh, church planning has been supporting, sending, and multiplying. We're just adding a couple of steps on the front end and back of that that exist as well and make sense. So you think about what's the first step that a lot of churches in Baptist life take to engage with a church planning. It's actually being a cooperating church. Right. It's, it's giving to those national platforms that enable everything else right. to happen after that. And So literally, there's CP giving, yeah, CP giving, Annie, Lottie. Annie, Lottie, all those things ultimately fuel the mission and fuel the Great Commission. And, you know, there's a huge prayer component that, to that as well, as churches not only give to that, but they also engage in, in praying for church planting. So that's, that's usually the first step. And then the second step is becoming a supporting church. So how do you how does your church specifically partner with a church planter right and 
support them financially, support them through prayer, support them through, you know, a, a lot of different means to come around them. And usually, you know, you've got multiple churches that are playing that role for a church plant. It takes a, a village to raise a child, that kind indeed, of mentality. Indeed. And then ascending church is a church that takes responsibility for a plant. So out of that whole village, they're the one that's standing up and saying, hey, this is our plant, this is our planter. They're taking that primary responsibility role to make sure that that couple and uh, that team is getting the the coaching and care that they need to do this well. Uh, From there, we move to a multiplying church. A multiplying church is now saying, hey, we think that we could actually raise up and send church planters and potentially church planting teams as well. And so they're developing an intentional process for identifying those planters and sending them out. And then this this last category is what we're calling a movement church, mm. a movement church. So what does it look like for a church to become regularly multiplying? All right. To have this vision that, man, we we think we could not just raise up and send people out, but we think we could do it sustainably over time and you know the goal that a lot of churches in this space are chasing after is and could we plant a church a year and Mm. what would be the kingdom impact of that happening and uh and and a lot of times you know as churches get into this space they also discover hey we've learned some things that we could pass along to others not only are they raising up and sending out planters regularly but they're also coming alongside and catalyzing other churches to get involved in planting and to help really pass on what they've learned to others. Man, it's exciting. This is good stuff. I mean, we talk about this a lot here in North Carolina, that we are a movement of churches on mission together. And the way we kind of talk about it in the church planting world is kind of marrying that with the the Send Network vision that we're a movement of churches on mission together, planting churches everywhere for everyone. You know, And so we talk a lot about sending churches and what it means to be a sending church. We're just really getting a lot of um, momentum around churches that want to get involved in sending. And like in the version that you just gave, um, the sending church is, is the church that is taking responsibility for the planner, making sure that they get assessed, right, and trained and, and cared for. But as we look forward, I'm really excited about that multiplying church language and what it really looks like. Talk more about the mobilization pathway and and how we can help churches to begin to raise up planners and and sending teams. You know, originally the language simply was the idea of supporting and sending and multiplying. By adding the two pieces on the end, uh, mm-hmm. so on the, the far end, the cooperating church, cooperating churches, and on the other end, the movement churches, it just spans it out a little bit more. No matter where a church is in in their life, in their history, in their work, it gives them some easy steps to take to move from one place to another. Embedded in each one of these are simple behaviors that you can come alongside a church and say, hey, if you will do these things, this is your next step in the process. So. I think as we work in denominational space, as we work uh, as church planting leaders, the idea that we can sit down with someone and say, hey, here's where you are, or where do you think you are? And then how can we help you take the next steps? That's why the pathway is so valuable and so important for us to use. Do you think there'll be a time where, um, I believe we might have talked about this at one point, where there might be um, some sort of 
uh, assessment that a pastor could take that would maybe help them to see where they're at on on the pathway? Yeah, we've had some conversation around that with people, and um, and there's tools like that that have existed in the past. Yeah, because you're right. A pastor may be like, man, I think we might be here, but I'm not totally mm-hmm. sure. But usually if you can just kind of ask yourself a handful of, of questions, you can kind of get clarity real fast, not only on maybe where you're at now, but uh, where you want to take your church yeah, in the future. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, that's one of the things that we're dreaming about is how do we make it easy for pastors and churches to not only identify like, man, where are we at, but but where could we go? And what are some of those key things? What are those, some of those key steps it would take to get there? Mike, you bring up a really good point. I think a lot of times we walk into conversations and as uh, ministry leaders, uh, we want churches to do something. We want them to take steps forward. And uh, so we'll get into a telling posture a little bit, maybe too often. Uh, Get into a place, though, where we ask him, hey, where are you and where do you want to be? That asking, that uh, giving them the questions to think through, I think that is super, super valuable for us. Uh, It's a whole lot easier if they're making those decisions on their own than if we're trying to push them to something. Absolutely. What are you guys most excited about in this? Most excited about? Yeah, that's tough. Let me maybe share the feedback that we've heard along the way as we've talked with people about this, as as we've begun with some pilot groups to work it through. The idea that is clarified, that it is simple, language is Mm. clear to use in the process. This is the kind of feedback that we're hearing. I think what is so valuable to it or what makes me most excited about it is that once it gets out into it gets out into the ether, uh, people start using it. It gives us a codified language to use across SBC Southern Baptist Convention life, and then even beyond that. So that's uh, when you introduce an idea and it's simple, and it makes things clear, and then people can build innovation around it. That's where it just becomes gold. That's what I'm most excited about. That's great. Yeah, you know this. I mean, some of this language is it's been floating around for a while, and. Language tends to get muddier over time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it tends to lose that clarity. And so, man, to just to, to try and be able to explain this super simply, write it out on a napkin, that idea, like, man, we've, yeah. we've gotten a lot of positive feedback to that. And, yeah, just because of that, how it advances the conversation. And it's a lot easier for us to talk about, you know, where do you want to go and what are those next steps if we're both on the same page on what we're talking about. A few years ago, I was in a meeting with evangelical church planning leaders from across the nation. And for two days, I listened to one group after the next get up. And as they were kind of telling a little story or giving a report, the common refrain became, man, we're struggling to find planners. Mm -hmm. We heard it over and over the whole first day and the second day. As we're listening, um, Jeff Christofferson went up there, you know, kind of representing our tribe, the Southern Baptist tribe, and he says, I just want to acknowledge uh, that we too are struggling to find planners in the, you know, in the amounts that we have found them in the past. I think I know what the problem is. He says, I, I think the problem is, is that we're all fishing in the same ponds. And he just kind of paused hmm. and he said, and nobody's restocking the pond. And I remember sitting there and going, yes, right? Because we're looking for that blue chipper, right? Everybody's looking for that top-level planner. Sure. And as the pond got fished out, to use that analogy, 
that blue chipper became almost in demand. Everybody's looking for that guy. And I'm I'm going, this isn't sustainable. Right. It's not sustainable. Can you guys kind of speak into that, how what we're talking about here with the church mobilization pathway could actually mobilize the local church for the future, not just for planting, but for planting and the big-time need for replanters in our future? Yeah, yeah. And even missionaries, man, sending missionaries to the mission field. So I think Mike needs to answer this question because every time we walk into an environment and people say, man, where are you going to find our planters from? Mike will say this certain thing about where you need to find the planters. <laughs> Mike, what do you say every time yeah, when somebody says, yeah. hey, man, where are you guys finding your planters? What's, what's your response to that? Man, I think all the planters that we need are in our congregation. Amen. Yeah. It can sound cliche, but I think it's true. And, you know, that was part of what led us out to Denver was to kind of test that assumption. Mm -hmm. And we found it. We found it. I mean, with some really, really simple intentionality, cast and vision for church planning, cast and vision for developing leaders in the future, and then just looking out into the congregation, hey, who's God stirring this in? Who do we see that just loves Jesus, loves the church? And yeah, there might be like a call to ministry there. We've seen, I think it's now seven people in the last 12 months that have said yes to that. And we're not a huge church. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, they're there. Yeah. And a lot of them, honestly, a good number of them, I think, have actually wrestled with something like this in the past, but they've been waiting for somebody to come along and say, hey, I see this in you. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part of it. And I want to help. I want to help you take a next step. And, uh, man, that can feel daunting. It can feel a little bit overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. And, man, as we've just created some simple environments for them to be able to take some next steps yes. in, they're doing it. And God's using them in our church, and one day he's going to use them to multiply the church in Amen. other places. You know, it's fascinating, though, as you're talking about – what it means to go church plant. You're making that ask upon your congregation. You guys mm-hmm. have, have identified those seven. The conversation, because it's out in the way that it is, and because we're now talking more uh, about not just the planter, but people to go in planting teams, it's opening up more opportunities mm-hmm. for not only the planters to go, but people from the congregation to go as yeah. well. So it, it's not just like yeah. we're sending a planting couple out now. There are teams of people who are going to plant, and it's just that's adding to the momentum. And uh, you shared earlier today as we were talking, Mike, you've actually had a plant that has gone out recently. And how many people went on that plant? This is the first plant that this church, only four years old, has sent out, and they had 23 people that were uprooting their life and going with this plant to go and start this new church. And I just was amazed because that's a – unusual unusually high number for a first yeah. send right yeah. I, that's what i f- i felt like and and just to see that many people that believed so much in what they were doing that they were willing to sell their homes and get new jobs and that's relocate awesome. and uh that's encouraging i mean this is what happens when we talk about church planning we mm-hmm. share stories about church planning yeah. when things are happening around that we invite people into it uh we get some uh well, we just get some great results, and that's that's what we're hopeful for moving yeah. forward. It's uh, almost like uh, that connects somehow with uh, partner and send and serve. 
I don't know if you're familiar with that language, partner sensor. <laughs> I'm seeing this on your T-shirt. Yes. Man, tell us uh, tell us what's going on with the partner send serve man. with NC Baptist. This is what it's all about, man. This is what we're calling our churches to be about, to partner, to send, and to serve. And, man, we just believe that this is what it looks like to be a, a movement of churches on mission together. Yeah. And uh, so um, – I guess everybody's getting their shirts, right? And That's right. Uh, they're going to rock these shirts all around the state, and we're going we're going to make it common language that we're going to partner, send, and serve. Love what's going on, in North Carolina. I do too, man. I am so grateful for you guys spending a few minutes with us, and it's been a great conversation. I'm excited about the uh, church mobilization process, the pathway, and all that we have the opportunity to do together. We say this a lot here in North Carolina, and you guys can affirm this. The future truly belongs to churches that send. And uh, I truly believe that every church can plant churches, and that's why Send NC is here. And um, for all of you that are listening, if you want to learn more about how your church can plant a church, or, or maybe you yourself feel like God is calling you to plant Visit sendnc.org. We want to be on mission together with you. NC Baptist, you can listen to more NC Baptist podcasts just like this one at ncbaptist.org slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. Because of your generosity to NC Baptist, this podcast, along with other helpful resources, are made available for you. Learn more by visiting ncbaptist.org give.